This is the story of the one. As head of maintenance at a concert hall, he knows the show must always go on. That's why he works behind the scenes, ensuring every light is working, the HVAC is humming, and his facility shines. With Granger's supplies and solutions for every challenge he faces, plus 24-7 customer support, his venue never misses a beat. Call quickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you tired of using Google Drive or Dropbox to send files to clients? Well, never get burned again with FilePass. I love and use FilePass exclusively for sending files to my clients. It's a cloud file sharing website specifically made by engineers for engineers. It's absolutely amazing. Go to mixingmusicpodcast.com backslash FilePass to check out the full feature list and subscribe today. Never lose another dime to burned projects. Happy mixing, my friends, and enjoy the show. Thank you so much for sponsoring Isotope. If you would like 10% off discount for Isotope products, uh, you can visit isotope.com backslash mmpodcast and use the code mmpod10 for 10% off your next order, not including Spire or monthly subscription bundles. One, two, three... Hello and welcome back to the Mixy Music Podcast. I'm your host, DK, and with me, as always, is my juicy co-host, Lou Marino. So juicy. They call me LL... LLJ. LLJ. Huh? Yeah, you know, because I'm Licky Lips Lou Juice. I don't know. LLJ. This time it wasn't even a nickname. It was just like... You just gave me a great adjective. Like, you know what? He's juicy. I'm like, you know what? I'm flattered. I'll take it. The juice. He's got the juice. Lou's got the juice. Wait, are you calling me OJ Simpson? Oh, no. No, no, no. What is it? What is uh what does Nell say? You got me begging for what is what is his bar? Oh. I might have to bleep this out, but you got me begging for the pussy, you call me OJ Simpin. No, wait. Killing for the pussy got me OJ Simpin. Damn. <laughs> Actually, you know what? That's Kind of hard. <laughs> You're definitely gonna have to. What, what is the what is the shortcut for the bleep? There you go. Uh, Everybody comment that. Yeah, right. Well, that that's good. Thank you, Nels, for the bar. Um, Actually, my favorite. Oh wait, I don't know if we should be giving away his bars because I don't know if he's released them or not. No, he's not going to use them. What is it? You can say. Ah, damn. What was? Uh, I got to mark this episode explicit. Uh, she said she likes yogurt. Uh, so I told her, yo, play with this dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Bars. 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 Yeah. I'm, not, I'm usually not into bar music, but like, hey. I messed up the I, bar. Nell, Nell's would be the perfect bar music for me. Nell's, Nell's is funny. She, like, when she got a big head. Uh, what is oh, it? What little was body, it? big head. Call her Scrappy-Doo. I don't know oh, yeah. Was. Big I head, was. little body, Scrappy-Doo. Yeah, there you go. Uh, things like that. Shout out N- to Nels. Nels, we the producer. Nels. He's 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 a blast. Nels is always fun. Nels is always on my live stream, trying to like get the attention 
It's cute. My friend uh, Chris <laughs> is kind of like that. I'll I'll do anything online, and he's always got to make his little cameos. And I'm like, oh my god, he's he's that guy that like everybody knows on the radio show, even though he's not one of the hosts. But they always look forward to seeing something from him. Yeah, there you go. So actually, on that note, um, I do want to announce that I officially became an affiliate on Twitch, and every Monday I tried to twice a week. Thank you, thank you. I tried to twice a week, but every Monday. I live stream from 7 p.m. PST, Pacific Standard Time, for two or three hours where I do mixed feedback live. And uh, some lucky guests, uh, often influenced by tips and subscriptions, um, will be able to, I'll master your mix right in front of you mm-hmm. and uh, send it off to you. And um, I do this a lot every Monday. Uh, it's been a lot of fun, and oftentimes I'm on, again, sometime later in the week, just mixing stuff when I don't want to be alone, but, you know, want to be with digital friends. And we got a lot of followers, a lot of uh, lot of plays, so come through twitch.com, twitch.tv backslash dkmixes, D-E-E-K-E-I mixes. Once in a while, we may play some Smash. There you go. We need to. Yeah. Super Smash Brothers in the studio. So we've been playing that every day. And it's been bad for our, it's been great for our mental health, but really bad for like our friendships. And mental health at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I punched one of our interns really hard the other day, Henry, poor Henry. You Uh, punched him in the butt. Well, no, I punched him in the shoulder that time. I punched him in the butt before, but this time, like literally in the butt. But this time (laughs) I got mad and I, I thought it was appropriate and he deserved it. So I punched him in the shoulder. I let it loose. I'm just curious. Did he respond with a smile? He did. I knew it. I just knew it. Uh, he did. Of course, dude. It's Henry. Shout out yeah. Henry. He was like, ow. And Danny Danny is uh, is our lead intern or runner now. Congrats, Danny. Oh, yeah. We have Promoted. runners. But, oh, uh, yeah. He's no, longer uh, in, he's no longer lead yeah, intern. Danny he's leader talk- of the interns. There you go. Leader of the interns. Lord of the flies. <laughs> and uh, Danny is... Danny... Um, <laughs> Not only is he has he stopped bragging about how many hours he's worked in the studio, uh, but Danny has also stopped talking trash. When we first started playing Super Smash months ago, nobody liked to play against Danny because he would talk so much trash. He would win. And he would win. But and he now? would talk so much trash. Now he has a hard time winning, and he's regretting all of that trash that he talks because we talk so much trash back. So I'm just going to say it like this. At one point, I was the teacher of Smash. Then Danny became the teacher of Smash. And guess what? The students always prevail. I will come for you, Danny. And you know what? You still have yet to beat me. There it is. There it is. So <laughs> sometimes we live stream Super Smash Brothers, which is really fun. We've gotten really good. It's kind of the game has gotten you know what? toxic we should, slightly. I'm kind of curious. You guys let us know what you think of this, but should we actually hold a Smash competition at the studio? I'm not trying to embarrass listeners of the podcast. Oh, I know I'm not either, but how fun would it be to have join in Hit with it. our listeners and just be like, hey, can we all bond over Smash for a little while? Yo, join our Discord, um, mixymusicpodcast.com. We have access to the Discord. Join our Discord. There's in the general chat, or there's a gamers only chat as well. Uh, let's talk about this. If you want to play Super Smash against us, if you think you have what it takes um, and you're willing to be thrown to the ground or off the map. Or in Henry's case, chucked by a squirtle. <laughs> then uh, come DM us on, uh, talk to us on on Discord. All right, so, so we're going to get into the show. This is a good episode. First off, thank you, Loudon Audio, for the microphones, the LS208s. Thank you, Trent and Bryson. 
Yeah, I love if you, you guys. If you're interested in Loudon Mics, hit up Lou, Lou at InTheMixStudios.com. I'll help you get the best price you can find. There you go. There you go. Um, so today's episode is about, you've already read the title. That was, a re- that was the longest. That's the longest small talk before we started the episode. I'm you know usually what? like trying to control though. it, but it was good. Yeah. This time it was solid. Not funny. And that was kind of funny. Anyway, I'm judging you my own small talk as we go as we go along. And <laughs> <laughs> uh, this time um, we're talking about something very important that I think we have touched on before. This is another audience request. Join the Discord. You can request as much as you want, and we can ignore most of them. <laughs> it's, it's just a way of life. It's but, like uh, Lion King. This is, a, this is a heavily requested one. This is work-life balance, especially because Lou has a fiancé. DK um, has a wife and two kids. So And Lou did live sound for a long time as a major part of his income. Oh, yeah. And... Um, we both don't do anything other than music, and we both have done nothing other than music since we were younger. We yeah. both took a very not normal, crea- uh, dangerous risk yeah. Yeah. of diving into the entrepreneurship side of music in our beginning 20s. Yeah. Which is not common. Most people are... are, are disillusioned or made fun of by family or Or something. don't have the guts or like... or And I would say like... I do I want to say that life doesn't allow them to take that step or die. I think it's confidence. Doesn't I, I allow do them. think so too. It's I think ego. that it's ego. Our personal ego is hurt in the event that we don't succeed in what we set out to do and because uh we are so passionate about what we do, we let people know what we're into, what our goals are and if we feel like we didn't necessarily succeed, it would hurt our ego so much that some people would just back out before they started or even got far enough. Yeah, absolutely. I'm an, I'm an, I think this is a, a good way to start is that we're going to talk about balance um, between family, work, personal life. But if you've been wondering or if you've been wanting to but have been too shy or afraid to jump into music and audio full time, assuming that you're in America, if you're in different countries or different cultures, I don't know. Um, but I think that this first quote, I want to share three quotes. And I think that this first quote does the best job of explaining why I don't think most of the time, there's going to be outliers, but most of the time, um, if you want to do music full time and you can't or you don't, it's not anybody else's fault but yours. Okay. And, and, and it's from this quote, and I'm going to share three, and this is the first one. This is from C.S. Lewis. There are always plenty of rivals to our work. We are always falling in love or quarreling, looking for jobs or fearing to lose them, getting ill and recovering, following public affairs. If we let ourselves, we shall always be waiting for some distraction or other to end before we can really get down to our work. The only people who achieve much are those who want knowledge so badly that they seek it while the conditions are still unfavorable. Favorable conditions never come. That's absolutely true. It's a good I, I, quote. I, I huh? really resonate with that one. That oh, actually, yeah. yeah. So this is the one thing that I want to be very clear with, and I'm I'm gonna a little bit toot my own horn too, but I'm gonna do it by complimenting you. Okay. Okay. So here's this: we've both been in the music scene full time since like 2021, 22 ish. Could we pay our rent without our girlfriend and wives? Yes. Oh, you did. I couldn't. 
I, I for the well, first two years I couldn't do it without my wife. I'll, I'll say it and this I did way. get married young. I say I say wife. I'm, I got married. I'll when say I was like it this 21. way. Uh, I had very cheap living conditions. No, I did not live with my parents. Um, okay, so you had figured out some way. to... I figured out some way to do it, and I also did a lot more than just recording and mixing. I'm I made sure to be able to feed while pursuing this full time. Good. Okay, so so you did figure it out, which is which is in that in itself really impressive. I. I do want to emphasize, though, that one thing that people overlook, I know that we're all the main characters in our own stories, Mm -hmm. and it's really kind of hard to look in the eyes and the shoes of the other person, walk in the shoes of the other person, but I know at this point in my life, if anybody in LA, including Lou, has been doing music full-time, I know how much shit Lou has had to eat, because I've had to do it too, and it doesn't matter if you're in LA, if you're in the middle of nowhere, Arkansas, if you're in Europe, if you're in, in Nigeria, it doesn't matter. If you're in India, it does not matter. I'm trying to list places where we have listeners in. Um, it does not matter. Mexico. If And I'm not saying that it's going to work immediately, that you should quit your job, but I'm saying um, it's not easy. And it takes a lot of responsibility. I feel like a lot of people in life are always trying to figure out ways to get off the hook. So if you're saying like, it's really hard in the music industry, people keep cheating me out. What you're doing is letting yourself off the hook. One thing that Lou had to do to get to this point is not let himself off the hook. Yeah. You've probably, you probably many nights have balled up into a little ball wanting to be kissed (laughs) by your mama and wanting to quit music and wondering why you ever did this to begin with and then still decided not to give up. You know, it's funny because it was uh, only a week or two ago that I even talked to Danny. I'm like, you know, it's crazy to think all the stuff we think while we're in music. At some point, you just don't know if you're inspired again. And then the next day you're inspired again. It's it's this crazy emotional roller coaster when you pursue this industry. They say that you haven't really succeeded until you've wanted to quit seven times. Yeah. I think more than that. I've definitely at least seven times. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, right? You uh, really I, consider, you're like, man, well, I'm, maybe I should get a nine to five. I don't know. And and this is, this is a, we're, we're about, I'm trying to segue into the second quote here. Um, but I, I, I want to emphasize that, that this is not easy. And that's also why it's so rewarding. Yes. It, Honestly, I, I asked Anna about that. She told me, she's like, I'll never let you go back to a nine to five. I know what you would feel like and there's no other job for you. And very, like we could go into the, we'll go into balance about like work hours and stuff. But the second quote is really good. And I think this is also something that will resonate. You can take this in a political way, but I'm taking this in a pursue your passions. I think that most people that have gone through the school system that are not creative, I, I don't think, I think most people are not creative. And what I mean by not creative is that they're willing to work at a nine to five. That if you are truly creative, the idea of working for somebody else kills you. It's kind of usually creatives are yeah. entrepreneurs and obviously within the art and music world, but people that create companies and trailblaze are creatives. Yeah. Um, or find a new way to establish the same type of industry, but with a new method of working. So there's some psych- psycho, uh, psychology and, and some studies work, uh, essays from psychoanalysts that I've read talking about creative uh, and being creative in the world and how it actually, creativity is often tied to low forms of income because creatives uh, are very high high risk, high reward. So there's very few people that have made it, but the ones who make it fucking make it, you know? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, 
so it's like kind of like that thing, right? But entrepreneurs are often creatives, obviously musicians, artists, things like that. Uh, and it's okay to, to not be fully creative. In fact, I wish that I had a little bit more, less chaotic creativeness and more like orderly self-control. Uh, and I think that there's always a balance that we all have. But this is for the creative man. And I would say this is a very interesting quote. This is from George Bernard Shaw, who was a writer in, in America. The reasonable man adapts himself to the world. The unreasonable man persists, or let me, ooh, ooh, hold on, hold on. I read it right, but I want to read it again. The reasonable man adapts himself to the world. The unreasonable man persists in trying to adapt the world to himself. Okay, right off the bat, that sounds like, okay, the unreasonable man is bad. Here's the last sounds sentence. Sounds a little arrogant. <laughs> Therefore, all progress depends on the unreasonable man. Damn. Yeah. Damn. <laughs> okay, well, let me read that again. The reasonable man adapts himself to the world. The unreasonable man persists in trying to adapt the world to himself. Therefore, all progress depends on the unreasonable man. Mm-hmm. Wow. <laughs> and, and can I say yeah. that to a certain degree... In order to make it to this industry, you have to be unreasonable. Like, if yeah. you have a plan B, sorry, bro, shit's, uh, sorry, dude or girl, or it doesn't matter, shit's not going to happen. Excuses are everywhere. Excuses are easy to pick up. It's really easy to let yourself off the hook. Oh, I'm, I'm a colored skin. I'm an indigenous people. These are all things that pertain to me. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. there's something that doesn't pertain to me. I'm, and, and I think that there's a lot of progress to be made. And I know this is a touchy subject that we should... Uh, I'm actually in touch right now with Sound Girls to get them on the podcast. Nice. Because Lou and I are both huge advocates of having more women in the industry. Oh, yeah. But I think that um, the problem with excuses, for example, if you say, I'm a woman, it's going to be harder for me as an engineer, which is valid. And that's the problem with these excuses, is that every excuse that we can give are absolutely valid, and you are more than entitled to it. But you shouldn't let it control your decision. Exactly. Yeah. I am absolutely entitled to start going into this stop Asian hate and I'm an indigenous people and, and blah, blah, blah. I'm, I'm from Japan. I'm not even from the States. I don't know how I started speaking English. English wasn't even my first language. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm ADHD and slightly autistic. I could go, I could go on and on. In fact, I don't think I've ever said that publicly. So I might bleep that out. There you go. But, uh, like, uh, all of that stuff, it, it's, it's, I'm entitled to it. But if we dive into it, I don't, it's not going to work. And which goes into the last thing, last, this is a short, this is a little short quote. This is from Gary V, Gary Vanderchuk. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think you're going to resonate a lot with this. Skills are cheap. Passion is priceless. What is the one thing that keeps you focused that when everything is down, when you're in debt, when rent is probably not going to be able to get paid or you're really scared of it, when, when, Wife, you, the girl that you have doesn't, the girl or wife or fiance or whatever doesn't have what you know they want because you're unable to make the income. Whatever stress, the car payments are coming up, whatever stresses are coming up, right? At the end of the day, it's all bearable because you're passionate, because we're passionate. Oh, yeah. And I think that that's the most important part. I want to, uh, this is, sorry, I, I keep going on tangent. This is a very, obviously, I'm very passionate about this topic. Yeah. Um, 
and I'm going to go into like family life and, and going personal life. And I, I have a lot of questions for you because you did live sound. You talked about not having a weekend for yourself for a while. Yeah, there was about two years where me and Anna virtually did not go out on a weekend ever. Actually, Damn. it was extremely rare for me to be. In fact, I don't think I took a vacation for like four years before I proposed to Anna. That was the first vacation we took for more than like a day, maybe Damn. two. Yeah. So before we segue into that, I want to talk about the a story that is very important. So yeah. there's back in the day in 1519, uh, Captain Cortez, Hernan Cortez, right? Yep. Wanted to get the gold. And, and, and a conquistador at that time was like a job, right? So it's like, mm-hmm. I'm an engineer. I'm a model. I'm a doctor. I'm a lawyer. I'm a conquistador. At that time, PC didn't exist. You just kind of like took over lands and it was funded by the government. Okay. And at this time, he's like, we're going to go to the Americas and get the gold. Nobody's ever gotten the gold from America. And I know this is a kind of pretty brutal story if you're listening to 20, 2021 context, but I want you to understand like the story and, and the real thing behind this, the, the real parable or the, uh, the motive or what is it called? The, the point of the story, right? Mm-hmm. So 1519, Cortez sails out with ships and his crewmen and while they're sailing over, he's like, getting everybody stoked. We're going to get the gold. Nobody's ever done this before. We're going to get it. We're getting all hype. And then they get there. They're on the beach and they have this meeting on the beach. They're like, Fuck yeah, we're gonna get the gold. We're gonna do it. And then all the like the crewmen's like, yo, nobody's ever done this before. And Cortez started noticing all this murmuring happening, all this like people confused and like not sure what to do. They're getting scared. So Cortez is like, yo, everybody gather up. We're gonna take this gold. We're gonna take this gold. And if and here's what we're gonna do. Y'all, can we burn these boats that we came in? They're like, what? Burn the boats. Now, in a normal scenario, when they have a meeting right before they go into battle, they're like, okay, we're going to take this escape route, we're going to do this, we're going to do this, and if things go bad, then we're going to evacuate and go back here, meet here, and we're X marks spot, right? Nah, he's like, we're going to burn the boats. If we're going back home, we're going back on their boats. So here's the options. You die, or you get the gold. What would you choose, Lou? To die, or get the goat? They get the gold. Have you get, get the, the gold. gold? I mean, I'm just saying, if I was gonna die in a in a new territory, I'd be like, damn, this sounds like I could die pretty brutally. I'd rather get the gold. So they they were actually the first ones who were able to get the gold. They went home on their boats, and um, it's really incredible, really incredible how the power of not having a plan B, and not having, and I'm not talking about plan B is like keeping a day job. That's that's accompanying that's your reasonable. plan A. Yeah. You know, keeping a day job is not embarrassing. In fact, it's honorable to do something that you don't want to do to support what you want to do. That's probably more honorable than being so prideful that you couldn't make ends meet without a day job and you still decide not to do it and and continue to mooch from your parents and friends. That's actually kind of how I was able to push through with it. I actually took a job in many different fields. Uh, I was uh, doing acoustic design for one company while working uh, as a pro audio sales uh, manager for, uh, for Sam Ash. I was doing live sound for like different rental companies and all that. But after work, I'd always end up back at the studio having another meeting with another client. Before I'd go to one event for another company, I'd end up meeting with one of my clients. If you guys had to take a job, 
and you want to be passionate about it at the same time, try to find jobs, even if it is a nine to five, that's still in your field so that you stay motivated to stay in your field. I worked at Guitar Center for a little bit. Yeah. Um, and that was awesome because I got to meet people and got really good discounts to gear. Actually, uh, that's a really good idea for a lot of you guys. If you don't have um, a lot of experience to get like a job as an engineer right away, go to a retail store. And the and, funny and, thing is they'll help you build your inventory by staying with the company. And not just building inventory. Uh, a lot of the other people that have been there longer than I did, mm-hmm. I was able to ask them questions. Yo, what the heck is Spitif? Yo, why is this <laughs> microphone better than the other? Like this, the stuff that you have to learn to be a better salesman is yeah. actually applicable. Like, why is a condenser mic better in this case than a dynamic mic? Yeah, or the like, guy what came are in, He says he wants to mic up a bass cab. I didn't know people were micing up bass cabs. Like, what mic would you recommend? Yeah, for the first three months of working at Guitar Center, it was me just railing em- other employees' questions. And you know, the funny thing is, you're gonna find equally. Uh, passionate people there. Did I ever tell you about the three main coworkers that left Sam Ash along with me? Um, there was Gerald Keys, Adam Turchin, and um, oh, is that how y'all met? Yeah. Oh. So Gerald is now um, like uh, one of Ludacris's main producers and engineers, and he actually this left. This is this LA is like Sam Ash work. in L.A. By the way, so this is this is not your yeah. Nebraska Utah. Let me see. Adam Turchin ended up uh, winning two Grammys and nominated for one uh, for his work with Kendrick Lamar on Tapimpa Butterfly and uh, Terrace Martin's uh, Sounds of Crenshaw. And I forget which Anderson Pack album won a Grammy, but he got his Grammy off of that too. Ventura. Uh, Ventura. If yeah. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah. So I'm a big um, AP fan. You know, the, the really cool thing is we, all three of us, worked the same minimum wage job selling products to people who were doing this for a living and let's be honest there's a little bit of jealousy that builds up when you get to hand over the best gear to people who are really making it but the funny thing is i made a lot of connections while i was there in fact i met my first studio business partner there goldie that's Um, right and we opened our first studio together and since then honestly i was maybe 20 years old maybe 21 and i gotta give credit to the me fly family if it wasn't for them I don't think I would have ended up where I am now because they really gave me a shot, and I met those people while working a retail job. So we're running short on time, but I and the reason why we bring this up is, and I don't want to start convincing people, and I don't want anybody interpreting our words. And don't quit your doctor job for a retail job. Exactly. The golden rule of entrepreneurship is keep going to school or keep your job, yeah. whatever it is. Um, if if you get burned out, like if you have a full time job, especially if you're single, right? Or if you have a girlfriend without kids, this mm-hmm. is this is important. If you work forty hours a week with a full time job, what the fuck are you doing with the rest of your forty hours? <laughs> there, there's yeah. a saying in the entrepreneurial world that says businesses aren't made from nine to five; they're made from six to ten. Yeah, yeah. There's there's you can't like there's no excuses. Um, in uh. I don't care whether you are a fan of him or not, but Jordan Peterson talked about some studies that show that the average college student wastes, what, five to seven hours a day or something ridiculous like that on YouTube, Instagram, just things that, like, not not five to seven, that's a long time. I think it was like three to five or something like that. Man, I, 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 I need to remember. It's a significant amount of but time. But a significant amount of time, guess what? If you spend, that's a full part-time job 
if you spent that time being productive instead. Now, if you're spending three hours a day on YouTube University learning how to, uh, like the last episode, masking frequencies, like learning about those kind of details, learning what an anti-aliasing chip works. Subscribing to our YouTube channel, listening to our podcast. Yeah. If you're using it for educational purposes, all right, I'll give you credit. But if you're just on there looking at the funniest bear attacks, like, come on. Yeah, he did mention that most of the time it's like three to five hours or whatever hours of like, of you regretting, like, why was I even watching these YouTube videos? Yeah. <laughs> like, I, yeah. I went into, like, for two hours, Post like, a month YouTube ago, I was, into, I was into saturation diving on, on YouTube. There's not even a lot of videos about that, which is, like, the super, super deep scuba divers yeah. that work on oil rigs and stuff. I, there's not even a lot of videos and information about that, but I somehow I still sunk, like, an hour or two into it. Anyway, um, briefly, I want to talk about, like, family life. Yeah. So, girl, like, yeah. so you haven't, there's not much time, so I kind of want to be brief, but... You you have a fiance. Yep. You did live sound in LA. Yep. You've you've, I mean, then of course, as anybody does, struggled through making it in the industry. Yep. Um, by working a lot, how have you found balance between spending time with your girl and, and what kind of conclusions have you come to now that you've learned a lot? Biggest conclusion is that you can't do it all yourself. That's that's absolutely a huge part in this. Um, before our partnership, you know, I was doing everything myself for ten years. Um, and the funny thing is I would try to incorporate like any partners and things like that. But the hardest part was that I was usually the only engineer or the only one that really knew how to run the studio or something of that nature. Right. Or let's say you're personally hired by somebody as their engineer, but now you're also responsible for everything engineering wise for them, which means you have no backup. Uh, if you're running a concert and you don't have a team that's dedicated to you, you may not always have consistent results or the ability to pull off uh, consistent uh, choices. Um, but ever since partnering, the cool thing is that if you're trying to build a studio, if you're trying to build a business, it's a good idea not to go into it completely alone if you're trying to find some regularity in it. When we first opened the studio, um, we were sleeping here at the studio. You remember that? Like we would spend full days and nights here. Um, and it's only now that I'm getting calls from you at midnight, like, hey, did you leave? Yeah. Like, please go home. Go go see your wife. Uh, <laughs> and the funny thing is, now I'm starting to force myself to leave at 10, um, which is now why uh, I say you can't do it alone. Whether you have a partner or not, try to create a paid position. If you have a studio, hire a runner. If you have to prep all your own mixes and everything, try to hire an assistant. Try to create some level of compensation or try to offer lessons in exchange for assistance. Um, there's always a way to lessen the amount of work you have to do so that you can try to get some sleep at night, which... Uh, realizing how important sleep is is probably the biggest factor in you wanting to set yourself a schedule. Yeah, and I think we said this a couple episodes, normalize sleep. I yeah. think that's that's very important. Treat sleep like working out. Make it a consistent everyday effort. I don't care how hard it is. Put that phone down Yeah. and, and try to sleep. Take some melatonin if you have to. Whatever it takes to try to get regular sleep. Um, this is something that's interesting. Um I think one time this became a conversation on, on uh, Clubhouse for engineers. Someone said that they even sacrificed their relationship, their marriage, and the relationship with their kids to make it in the music industry. And it really Bad struck. It, it really struck chord. And and I, and I want to be careful because that person has done a good job and does have a lot of accolades and ha is successful. But uh, I, I do want to talk about the end game. What is the end game? What's the point of the Grammy, the awards? Is it then to keep it to yourself, to make the money and spend it on a yacht? 
and and go broke before you die, spend every never. last penny. I I think the purpose of all of this stuff is to pass it on to not just the next generation, but more importantly to people like you listening right now. Yeah. I went through all this crap hoping so I burned my hands on all sorts of stoves so you don't have to do the same. Now you uh, still want to get close to the fire just so you have some kind of context. Of course, of course. You know, you gotta feel heat. You don't yeah, but yeah, uh, you don't have to burn yourself to know what hot is. But I mean like uh like I think that I do want to be careful with things like that is that oftentimes, most of the time, enough for me to say that this is a pattern and to get close enough to a general statement as possible. A successful person or, or, or someone that is going to likely become successful is able to balance family, personal, sleep, working out, food, eating, mm -hmm. everything. And that is a way of keeping yourself on the hook. We were talking about getting off the hook. Yep. Ignoring your family with the excuse of working more for something that seems to be a greater cause and of for you, or you can pretend like it's for your family, um, is definitely letting yourself off the hook. It's just not off the hook for uh, for your job necessarily. Yeah, exactly. Is yeah. is is take on more responsibility. You gotta take on more responsibility. You know the funny thing is by being able to say, you know what, I need to go home more often to see my fiance. I'm not saying that it's made the world's greatest difference in our relationship, but I can tell you right now, I'm much more excited to see my fiance every day. There you go. Leslie talked about how. Uh, he may not, Leslie Brathwaite uh, talked about how he may not have as much time for his kids because he does music. Mm -hmm. Although that doesn't seem to be the case if you've been watching him on social media. He, sent, he seems, and especially the last few years, be spending a lot more time with family, ever since the pandemic yeah. especially, um, which is good. I find myself doing the same thing more recently. Um, he talked about the importance of quality time. When I'm with my kids, I try not to be on my phone. I may spend less time with them than mom, mm -hmm. but I'm spending quality time. I'm asking them how their day was. I'm asking them questions. I'm listening. The importance of listening, right? Mm -hmm. It's so funny. I, I was reading today um, uh, the power of listening. Um, so uh, if you just listen, just don't say anything. You listen. It's so funny how the other person that you're talking to will will keep going. Keep going. Yeah. And they'll reveal more and more about themselves if you just let them keep talking. And they'll feel better about it. Like they'll feel like they made a deeper connection. I mean, obviously like to react and be honest with your reactions. But, um, so I think that, I think that that says a lot of things. I, I, it's a lot of truth from, from Leslie. For me, another thing that I balance with my wife is before I married my wife, I made it very clear. Your life is going to be miserable. If you marry me, don't marry me. I'm a musician. And I told her three separate times, I'm going to do music. It's going to be loud. It's going to be annoying. There's a lot of friends. We will be poor forever. <laughs> are you sure you want to marry me? Yes. I did that three different days, three separate occasions, three different locations. And she, I guess was horny enough to say yes, three times. I'm teasing. That was a joke. <laughs> that was a joke. And, um, I, to this day, like I think finding a partner or a spouse that is also sympathetic and is not abusive, mm -hmm. but is empathetic, sympathetic with your passion pursuits, even though they may not get it. Mm -hmm. I think that a relationship, so this is something that an artist of mine, uh, I'm not going to say a name, but someone that, you know, one of my AMG mm -hmm. artists, she, she had a boyfriend. She was trying to make the artist's life made a music video where she's like flirting with another dude in the music video. They weren't even dating. It was like a short relationship. Mm -hmm. And the dude like all of a sudden saw the video. He's like, yo, kind of gets these jealous feelings. Like, yo, this, why is this happening? Why is another dude That's touching you up like the that? Culture. And, 
And she came to me and he's like, what am I doing? She's, I'm like, yo, is this a sustainable relationship? Mm-hmm. What happens if you hit Beyonce level and you're doing that shit with, with Jay-Z? Or if you're doing that shit with, like, with other rappers or other singers, then all of a sudden is he going to be more okay with it? Yeah. Probably not because now he's really low yeah. on, like, on the totem pole. Yeah, he's really low on the totem pole at that point. Yeah. That's not a sustainable relationship. I'm not going to say break up. But I am going to say choice. it's inevitable. <laughs> yeah. And then if you, and, and, and I don't, I don't, especially if you're married, this is not for you because a marriage is a contract. Like I'm not saying divorce is bad. It's, it's, it's fine. And there's a lot of times, especially in abusive relationships where divorce is the recommended path to take. But you but, obviously cared enough about each other at some point that you can see past it. And part, yeah. And part of the reason why you get married and why you try not to get divorced and you try to work through it is because when you're in a relationship and you're dating, if you fight, if you get in a fight, that's part of the relationship. It's not a big deal. You could break up whenever. But when you're married, at, both parties know that there's. It's a lot harder and a lot more difficult to break up. So if there's things that we have to get through, nobody's getting off the hook. We're gonna deal with this shit together. Yeah. Thus, relationships get stronger. You can't run away at any given time. That's the beauty of a marriage is that it forces two people to work on their relationship together instead of having them a third option, which is leave. Mm-hmm. And and that being said, divorce is is not a bad thing. I'm not judging anybody that's doing that, but I, I do want to emphasize that, like the purpose of keeping. If you're responsible as an adult, with a as a parent, as an engineer, you're going to be able to find balance. And I don't think balance is going to be consistent. I think it's going to change. And from your experience, I assume the same. Oh yeah, like I said, um, the funny thing is, I'm currently. Uh by the time you guys hear this, the application process may be over. But I recently just posted about how I'm looking for uh, front of house engineers that speak Spanish to reach out to me because the same gig I had for two years, I'm now passing up. I was just offered to go back to concerts after the pandemic is now wrapping up. But uh, the funny thing is, I value the time that I have with uh, my fiance and the focus that I have with my career right now that though doing these concerts for big Latin names and everything is a great opportunity. It's an opportunity that I've already had. I've already benefited from, but I need to make more time for what I'm trying to focus on. And sometimes taking the, taking these big opportunities will consume a lot more than just your time. And I think some people forget to realize that going into things and they don't realize it until it's too late. Uh, I know when I did a live sound, I was doing uh, Thursday, Friday, Saturdays, and Sundays for two years straight. Uh, actually, for four years, I did Fridays and Saturdays, but for two years, I did Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And uh, it was not healthy for my relationship. Um, and I got to say, since I've been able to wrap that up, I'm much more happier when I'm home. We have much better conversations. We spend much more quality time. And in fact, one of my happiest things I can say is I love when she comes to my new work because my new work is somewhere where you know, it's the studio. Everybody's friendly. Everybody's happy to see each other. Uh, we can have lunch here and everything. was never possible in live sound for me. Yeah. So moving on from that is more of me saying I want to actually have a better quality of life moving forward. And and so the point that I make as we close this episode with family balance, which may not exist in our in our thing, there's only, every there's only so unique. much balance, right? But every case is unique. I want to ask you, what is the end goal? Mm-hmm. If the end goal is money, I want to be rich. I want to be really, really rich. Why? 
Is it so you can look superior to other people? It doesn't matter. There's no good or bad reason. If your reason is I want to aesthetically be cooler than somebody else, then that's a why. But if your why, you need to figure out what the, what that why is. What is the end game? Make it an honest longevity based why. Yeah, and and it's okay if it's f- facetious to us. It's okay. It's okay. Like if you just want to have a really nice Maserati or a really nice Lamborghini, then that's fine. Hey, you have a fiscal goal. Yeah, that's fine. But but the f- point is to define it. And and oftentimes we'll find out, especially if you are married or if you're dating or looking to have a relationship and kids in the future. Um, I don't want this to be an excuse for complacency, which it can be. But I don't think money is the end game for most of us. I think that the end game for me at this point in my life right now, which it may change and it's always changing. The only reason why I want money is so I could spend more time with my family. Wealth versus rich. Yeah. Yeah. And I would love to get rich. I would love to sell my other company and, and to have passive income and, and keep doing mixes for a lot more money over time. Um, but at the end of the day, I just want more time with my family. I can't look yeah. at my kids' fucking stupid faces. And they're so, and one of them has Down syndrome, so he's got that face. And it's just want to kiss it so much. And just like, squeeze his fat head and his fat face and his bulging eyes. And you know, like, that's all I want to do. I don't want to, I don't want to, I'm not making music to make music anymore. Well, I am, but there's, there's a part of that. But I, I don't care to be rich for anything other than to spend time with my family. And, and the moment that I define that, things started to naturally balance out. You know, after we last hung out with Bob, uh, when we took him out for sushi, uh, Bob Horn, by the way, yeah. guys, uh, really, really awesome engineer. You should check out uh, the Echo Bar Studios. He's got a really awesome arcade there with some. We've wild been hanging out games. with Bob recently. We need to get him on uh, the show. Yeah, we do actually. He'd be he'd be a fun hang. Yeah, he is. Um, but um, I really like how he worked out his schedule. And when we were talking about how we all approach our work, because everybody approaches their work differently, you know. And Bob mentioned about how. He bases it off of a calendar, but he still tries to leave at what? What did he say? Eight o'clock, um, and he won't stay late night unless it's absolutely necessary. Yeah, um, which is one of the healthiest things I've heard anybody say about the way they work in this industry. And this is also past, like you know, we all work ourselves to the ground. We all work in a dark room. Um, Bob has seen uh, his. Um, his end results with that kind of lifestyle. And he's made a lot of lifestyle changes where he's lost a lot of weight in a good, healthy way. And, he, and he, he's actually exercising a lot, you know. And I mean, he did have some, like, medical reasons yeah. to start that journey, but I mean, like... But it all came into that result of we weren't being healthy with ourselves in the way we approach our work in the industry. I know you've been, like, doing, like, meal preps and going to the gym yeah. often. I've been taking, like, Muay Thai classes and stuff, trying to get sleep. Uh, this I actually is all... checked. I, I lost five pounds so far. So nice, good, good job. That. Yeah, yeah. So it's just consistent. We're both like reading more often to kind of get that yep. mental thing going. I think um, I th- I really do think like keeping yourself on the hook, taking responsibility for your own life and your own actions, and really figuring out what you want to do with it is vastly important. And I know this episode went a little bit long. I, th- I do think it's important though. So on that note, I do want to wish everyone a happy day, happy mixing, my friends, and stay saucy. One, two, three. (laughs) 
If you'd like to take advantage of my free guides and online videos, please check out links.dkmixes.com. That's links.dekeimixes.com. Psst. Hey you. Yeah you. Come join our Discord. The Mixing Music Discord server is filled with tons of awesome information and people. People that can help you out and information that can help you grow your business and to help you improve your mixes. So come join us and find the invitation link at mixingmusicpodcast.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are. Leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. 